0: This. They're making this brand, this segment now, for those of you who are listening, so we have to go through this little routine to enjoy the segment, so you guys get prepped for what's coming. So here's how it Hey
1: there, Janice. What's on your mind? No, it's me. She says it to you. I say it to you this time. So hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hey, Jillian. Yeah. What's on your mind? Oh, wait, right, because I'm doing the segment
0: this yeah. time. Um. All right, Janice. Well, first of all, I do have something on my mind, but your bra is... Uh, Fabulous. I mean it's showing right through your t shirt
1: there. Janice says it uh, I know, I misjudged on the My I, God. I misjudged. I mean, here's what's
0: on my mind. What in the hell it's are you just, wearing? It's just a holy lo- cow, there's like daisies and it's purple and turquoise and okay, pink if and if you dry. want
1: if you really want to know the truth, do yeah, you want to know the I truth? I certainly do. Since this I'd love since to know what possessed you. It's since we're venturing into a new foray of visuals, yeah. which is new for me, I'm used to not being in front of a visual medium, yeah, uh-huh. and so I wanted to—I yeah. wanted to make myself feel a little more confident in your and, flower. And bra? so I thought, you know what? I, at least if I can't show it on the outside, at least underneath, I can feel confident. So putting on a nice bra made me feel good. And then when I had to bring a few shirts, I mis—I mistook one that was see-through. <laughs> so that's what—that's what it's all about.
2: Look at
1: look
0: Finucci bit... and Elaine. Look at this. Can you can you pan or... to our? I want to look at just... this. <laughs> <laughs> it's know. not my fault. It's not my fault. No, you're gonna cut this just straight. Just show it straight. Just show it. Tell people the truth. Everybody listening is gonna know that Janice is wearing a flower bra. <sighs> it's always best not to lie, Finucci. It's always best just to just to. To, what do you want me to do, dude? People are going to see on the videocast through her shirt that she's wearing a flower bra, and they're going to go, what the hell is she wearing?
1: It's best that we just say, hey, sorry about this. Janice has bad taste. Huh? Okay. And so then we can start the segment by going, hey, Jillian. Yeah. What's going on? What's on your mind? What's on your mind? All right. So, um, yeah, other than your bra, uh,
0: you know what's on my mind? The concept of forgiveness. How's that for Deep. Huh? Oh, jeez.
1: No, I'm being serious. No, 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 but it's a deep, it's a heavy topic. Hear Not me heavy. out. But hear good. me out.
0: Here's why I'm thinking about this right now. I've got this group of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Dear oh. friends. The little nickname of the group. It's like we have our little, we're very sex in the city. It's like a group of girls, and then we call ourselves the tribunal, and like, you know, we're all kind of good friends. And I am kind of a new addition to this group. I'm like two to three years into the group. But this group of friends has been a group of friends, some of these women, for 10 years, okay? And with friends that you've had for 10 years uh, or a very long time, I think that you you definitely... (laughs) You cross boundaries, obviously, right? And you, you lean on them in different ways. You become family as opposed to, to just friends. Right. And I definitely think the niceties and all of those, that stuff goes out the window. You stop minding your manners when you've been friends for 10 years. And people really get to see you and all your faults. And uh, so anyway, with my girlfriends, right? There's one friend who's fighting with two other friends. and And it's like, I'm watching these guys. Throw away a 10-year friendship. And these mm. women are evolved. Don't get me wrong. They're very evolved. They're all very intelligent. And I'm watching them throw away a 10-year friendship. And granted, they both make good points. I've heard both sides of the argument, right? Because let me let me be clear with you that arguments like this never occur without there being two, two sides Certainly. of the street, right? So... You know, I've got one friend who, she's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit down with them. You know, I know that I don't want this in my life anymore. Then my other two friends are like, you know what? We don't want to sit down. Like, we don't want this in our lives anymore. And then they say, then they proceed to say, and this is the best part. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Which, by the way, always means that you care. It means that you care a lot. And it's breaking my heart Because I realize that neither side wants to be vulnerable. So neither side wants to come to the table and say, you hurt my feelings. Um, I admit that I was wrong here, which is really hard to do. And yet they're willing to just write the whole thing off instead of being vulnerable. And instead of like accepting forgiveness without a price tag, without making somebody pay for something, being able to own responsibility for the part they played in it. And it's killing me. It's killing me. And I find that... You know, when I talk a lot about my the work that I'm doing in my life, because it's like, you know, the things I talk about are the things that I'm working on. This has been a big one for me. Forgiveness has been hard for me. I am a grudge holder, I admit it. I mean, I just sink my teeth into something and I'm just like I hold on. And I do this really disgusting thing that I'm working on where it's like, Oh, you made me feel this way. Now I'm gonna make you feel this way. Now you're gonna see how it feels, which is A really bad habit to get into because, by the way, it doesn't help the problem. It just perpetuates the problem. Somebody hurts you, you hurt them back, and then you get into this vicious cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been working on that in my therapy of, like, rising above because it's not a solution, clearly. But, you know, it started as a kid, like with my dad. You know, he'd make me feel – worthless and whatever, and then I was like, no, you know what, you're going to feel worthless. I'm not going to call you on Father's Day or on your birthday. I don't care about you. I'm going to throw you away. How does it feel? And it's something that, you know, a friend that doesn't invite you somewhere, you turn around and go, you know what, I'm not going to invite you. How does it feel? And you get in this
1: game. But the sad part about it is that no one's winning here. Well, it also takes up a lot of headspace. God, it sure does. You know, when you think about how, how long you think about a resentment like that, how much how much space in your day that that resentment takes. Oh, my God.
0: Yep. An emotional space, energetic space. Mm. And that's really when, when you start getting into the concept of forgiveness as a whole. And people will say to me, well, you know, he doesn't deserve forgiveness. Maybe he, maybe she doesn't deserve forgiveness. But by the way, what's your alternative? Because the person that it's hurting is you and that's what forgiveness is about it's yes. for you not the other person it's so you can let it go and move on even the worst possible things i can imagine that someone could do to you what are you going to do spend your whole life seeking revenge against them being Some obsessed do. with the crime that happens like even i met a woman this is a horrible story but it has a positive ending i met a woman who had been raped and i, I was at a, a younger place in my life and and i was like oh my god i would just want to find that guy and you know revenge make him feel everything that he made her feel right Mm -hmm. and she goes what's the point of that that doesn't serve any purpose then I just become like him Mm. and she used what she'd been through and became um, a rape counselor and she would go uh, she would go to the hospitals um, in the middle of the night for women who had been attacked and she went through this training and she would sit there and she'd be with them through their medical exam and she used the horrible thing that happened to her to help other people right but she found the forgiveness And she was able to grow from the experience and use this thing that happened to her to pay it forward and be a better person in the world, and it wasn't consuming her. And I guess I would just ask you right now, take a look at your life, look at who you're pissed off at, look at how it's consuming you, how it's distracting you, how it's using up your available energy, physically and emotionally, and by the way, ask if you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Can you be vulnerable enough to tell someone they've hurt you, to accept their forgiveness without, without that price tag, without making them pay? And can you be vulnerable enough to admit where you've been wrong? Because do you really want to throw away a 10-year-long friendship, a sibling, a parent? There are certain relationships where, yes, you know what? There can be more bad than good. I know I've been there, right? Where you go, okay, this isn't healthy. I can't do this anymore or uh, you know the relationship that's abusive and yes you walk out of it of course there are those things but be smart about it Weigh out the relationship what's good here what's bad here can you set healthy boundaries can there be things that you don't discuss with the parent like maybe your parents uh, get down on you about your parenting skills and you get in a huge fight and it makes you feel bad hey you know what I'm not going to engage in these conversations with you right But when you go to the ball game with them, you have a great time. When you go shopping with your mom, you have a great time. Structure these relationships around the positive and set boundaries around the negative so you don't have to throw the relationship away. And it's so hard for us as people to live in this space of accepting, you know what? You're good and bad. I'm going to disappoint you. You're going to disappoint me because we're human. Mm -hmm. And being able to forgive somebody and being able to own up to your part so that You're not just tossing the good out with the bad. So think on that. Thoughts?
1: No, I think I I just I just think oftentimes people, me included, sometimes think that you have to um, in forgiving you forget. You don't have to forget. Yeah. You know what I mean the forgetting I can't forget I'm not going going to give forget. you that one yet. It's like it's, like the, sto- it's like the the great story that woman about the woman who was raped and yeah. turned it in. Yeah. She didn't forget what happened No, but to move on she had to forgive it so that she could free up her head so that she could do something with that and with grow that. and, and grow. grow from it. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right so you <sighs> got a lot to th- you got a lot to think about <sighs> don't you? You get an extra point for that segment. Thank you. Get a two, point or a star? Up three ticks. You no I prefer the star. I like the star star, star. star for that segment. <laughs> study in Britain and they followed 2,100 people for six years and they follow people that work six hours a day or I'm sorry 11 hours a day and people that work eight hours a day and the people that work 11 hours a day are two and a half more times try that again two and a half times more likely to become depressed mm. they develop health issues and all of this and really it's just understanding that our lifestyle has a huge role to play in our wellness, in our, our ability to heal, our ability to fend off disease, our, our ability to have a better quality life overall. And so simultaneously I was reading this article about mind-body healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and of course that talks all about lifestyle preventing disease. And so this, uh, this piece, this study that Michelle sent me talks all about lifestyle creating disease. So I thought maybe we might talk a little bit about how to nurture a healthier
1: lifestyle so that you can have a, a healthier body. Huh? No, that's... But what if you have to work 11 hours a day? That's a no, buddy. You gotta... No. No. Can't do it. Get out of it. Quit it.
0: Or I will say, I have worked 11 hours a day in my life, but I do love what I do. So at that point, it's not really about work. And one of the other things that this study does say... Is that the people who are higher up on the totem pole in these companies or or these employees that they follow, they're happier because they have some control over the jobs that they do. They're not doing menial tasks that they resent or they're not passionate about or that they don't appreciate. And I think we we think so much about disease, about wellness as we have to battle this illness. But traditional Chinese medicine will tell you that instead of thinking about battling an illness, change your frame of mind and think about nurturing your life. Mm,
1: that's interesting.
0: And that's again, it's like, where's your frame of mind? Where is your head going? And how is it affecting your body? When you think about the word disease, I mean, you've heard this before, disease.
1: I've never heard that before.
0: Disease, disease.
1: That's good. Yeah, disease. Di- my point. My point is.
0: Let's talk about some things we can do to nurture a healthier lifestyle. You ready? I made notes.
1: Oh. You want me to, want me to take some notes?
0: Well, I mean, if you, if you feel you'd like to. Okay. The first one is obvious. I don't really need them at all. I feel that it makes me look sort of like, I feel very Today Show anchor with these. Huh? Yeah. You ready? I'm okay. The first ready. one, good nutrition. This is so obvious. Um, Vitamins and minerals, antioxidants, what these things do, antioxidants, of course, uh, attack free radicals in the body that damage your immunity, that can uh, impair your, your your body's ability to fend off aging. So proper nutrition is key. Here are some things you need to think about, fruits and vegetables for that reason. Um, protein, of course, because your immune system is built off of amino acids, and of course protein provides amino acids, so lean forms of protein. Okay. Huh, Janice? Mm -hmm. Yes? Here's one of the things you want to avoid. Sugar. No big secret that sugar plays a role in inflammation in the body. So I'm not saying don't have the occasional
1: treat, but don't live off sugar. Proper nutrition. Common sense. Huh? Yes? Well, yeah, and you got to watch it when it's in your food. See, that's where I get caught. That's where I get caught with my sugar uptake is when it's in the food, not when I just eat candy. Because I love candy. But, you know... Why you got to throw that in there? Well, I love candy. Did you see out there in the green room? Did you see the candy out there? Sweet mother of God. Santa came to town. There's a whole lot of candy out there. Took every ounce. I only had one twi- As soon as you left the room, I had a Twix. Remember we had our little lunch? And as soon as you walked out, you said, oh, I got to go change. I had a Twix.
0: Ixnay on the Engine May of the Andy K. Don't do that. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, no, don't sell candy on the show. Well, no, I'm I,
0: it was that big. Zip it. Okay, ready for number two? Yeah. Exercise. All right, now let's talk about the benefits of exercise. This is uh, also not a real revelation, but I thought I might explain why it improves circulation. Huh? It boosts all of our uh, anti-aging, fat-fighting, uh, muscle maintenance hormones, which is, of course, really important. We want all of those things. But in addition, um, all these studies are coming out that are saying that exercise is like housekeeping for the body. It helps your cells clear out byproduct and junk and garbage. It essentially detoxes the system. Exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you sound, you buying it? Oh, for sure. All right. Here's one that's slightly less obvious. You ready? Am I asking you if you're ready with every single one? I I don't. That's not like me to do that. But well, you I'm look ready. you look as though you're you're about ready to you know you're like you're ready. You're waiting for something. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the next one. Seek out pleasure, and I, I don't get all perverted on me. I knew you were going to do that, no, but I but no, I'm saying no. But it's about it's about finding things in your life. So when they followed these these twenty one hundred and twenty three British people that were miserable and prone to depression. They didn't have anything in their life that they loved. I mean, they're working 11 to 12 hours a day, and there was no pleasure. There was no time for happiness or joy. So seek out things that make you happy. And I even think about um, there's this uh, – I bought another horse.
1: Oh, my god! I know. No,
0: hold on. I feel kind of guilty about it because I, I, I love my horse, Buzz, so much, and I can tell he just looks at me whenever he sees me with the other horse like, what the hell is going on? But I bought another horse. It's a long story, but she's a jumper. And I've been taking jumping lessons.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's
0: and cool. I, I got to say, I love it. So when I'm having a bad day or when I'm feeling depressed or when I'm feeling anxious, I get so excited because I have like a jumping lesson that day or the next day. And I find that when you have something, even like this stupid thing that I do, I've got this habit of I'm obsessed now with beach glass. I don't know what it is. Beach glass, Beach glass. I go on my beach and I walk for hours and I look for a beach glass. Like I hunt for it.
1: Oh yeah, well it's cool. It's neat to find. It's fun. It's like
0: yeah. but it 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 allows me to not think about things that are stressing me out. But when you seek out things that are pleasurable for you, obviously you're changing your biochemistry. You're changing your brain chemistry, mm-hmm. you're changing the chemistry within your body, you're releasing all of those positive hormones and serotonin and all of this. And it helps to fight off depression, sickness, disease. So find things that you love. Take up a hobby. Janice, what do you what do you love to do? Okay. What do you
1: walk. I love to walk. I love to swim. I like to hike. These are like your the...
0: how you seek pleasure?
1: Yeah. Really? Oh, I love to swim. And and I love to be in the in the woods. I like to that hike way a into button? the woods. Yeah. Way up in when you go way up. See a, Way up. Yeah, I love that. All right. Yeah.
0: So find something that you love to do and nurture it. You can go up into the woods or you can hunt sea glass.
1: <laughs> we sea saw, glasses, What we do you you do, like idiots. What do you do with all your sea
0: glass? I have a jug like this big.
1: And are you going to make something with it?
0: No, I just like the jug. I just... People come over and I'm like this. I just put it where they can see it. And they're like this. Whoa! I'm like, I know. Look at all that sea glass. It's mostly green, isn't it? No, it's not. Really? And I found some... I have found some... Extremely rare red and yellow pieces.
1: See, that's that's old bottles. That's yeah. old stuff.
0: You know how hard that is. Although I do cheat now, and um, glass is not toxic. So before the environmental working group starts calling, I throw, I'll, I'll throw some into the. Um, I'll throw some in there, like purple and stuff, and wait for it to come back.
1: Wait, mean you throw it out to the sea? <laughs> Like message in a bottle? I to, <laughs> no,
0: there's no message. I go to like old thrift stores and I find like old like purple vases and stuff, and I, yeah. yeah. Well, how do you know you're gonna get it back? I don't, but it's like I wait for it to come back. I have something to look forward to in case it comes back. Well,
1: it could be in Tijuana. It could be in <laughs> d- d- down by the where the buffalo but I also road. think of it as like currency.
0: You know, it's like I give glass and then glass comes back to me. I think of it like it's this flow. All right. so another thing that you can do Mm -hmm. is, here's one you're not going to see coming, believe in something. Hmm? Yeah, could be religion, could Mm -hmm. be philosophy, could be, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you, could be your family, could be your friends. But uh, a lot of studies have shown that people who have uh, a belief system or a meaning in their life are healthier. Here's a little, my little notes here. A little study on HIV patients who claim to be spiritual. They have higher levels of uh, these things called CD4 immunity cells, and their viral load is lower. Believe in something.
1: It's faith, right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and you can't, of course, if if you're an atheist or if you're agnostic, believe in your kids. You know, believe in in your career. Whatever in your life brings you meaning, believe in that. And it it gives you a reason to live, which, of course, is going to boost your immunity. If you have something to live for... Chances are you're going to fight a lot harder. Belief system. Could be God. Could be whatever. It's up to you. You could believe in me. No. <laughs> that would that would not make me healthier. You
1: could. I would never let you down. But you could believe in me.
0: I'll think about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ready? Here's okay. another one. Communicate. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know how many
1: of you guys don't
0: communicate? So many of you don't communicate. You don't communicate when you're pissed. You don't communicate your needs. You don't communicate when you're actually madly in love with somebody. We don't communicate. It's like this thing in our culture where we don't share our feelings. And when you stuff those emotions, Uh, People – it becomes a psychosomatic effect. People somatize these stuffed emotions and they get sick. They've got irritable bowel syndrome, all kinds of ulcers and all sorts of autoimmune issues. And here's another study that I did, ready, because I did my work on this. A 10-year study published in Psychosomatic Medicine found that wives who silenced themselves during arguments with their husbands – were four times more likely to die during that period of time than women who weren't fighting with their spouse. They also experienced higher levels of depression, lack of sleep, IBS, and hostility in general, raises levels of something called cytokines, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, which are hormones that are associated with arthritis and disease. So speak your mind. Don't hold it in. And I'm not saying, you know, go and start screaming at somebody in the street. Communicate. Share your needs. Do it in a productive way. So, for example, like, I wouldn't use – I've said this to you guys before. But, like, here's a way to communicate with your spouse and, and to say what you need without attacking them. Ready? So it's called an I statement, not a you statement. So I could say, Janice. Yes? I really get – this is hypothetical. I really get upset when you show up late for the podcast. She she doesn't, actually. I really get upset when you show up late for the podcast because it makes me feel like this is insignificant to you and it makes me feel insignificant. Even though, you know, it might be nothing, it might be your plane was late, but it makes me feel that way. Instead of saying, ready, here's the you statement, which is attacking, you're always late. You're never here on time. You don't care about anybody but yourself. See the difference? So you're saying to somebody how you're feeling. You're not blaming them for anything. You're letting them know something about you And how you would like them better to handle it for you. You're giving them the tools to be better within the context of your relationship. Subsequently, don't feel defensive when they come back at you with their feedback. But... There's a
1: little a little, t- Don't do it right I know, now. I, won't. I know you want to load up. I know, I know I you're teen up there, but. No, but isn't that amazing? Well, Save that. Even for my body all. kind of just went like this when you did the second yeah, one. Yeah,
0: because we all get so defensive because we have natural insecurities, but there's yeah. a way to communicate so you're heard and that the other person doesn't become defensive. Yeah. So you simply say, you know, I've been feeling, and it's not about assigning blame or attacking. Communicate. One more, ready? Yeah. This one's also kind of obvious. It's sort of like nutrition and exercise. Sleep. I mean, my God, it's like unbelievable how sleep affects your overall wellness. It affects every aspect, every facet of your life from, you know, your immunity to your aging to your metabolism. Studies have traced, you know, people who don't sleep, it's like they gain weight, they've got heart disease, they're prone to depression, you name it. So do what you can do to really prioritize your sleep. And we all know seven to eight hours a day, a night. How much sleep do you get? I, I prioritize my sleep. I'm really? Bitch, when I don't sleep. Yeah, no, I sleep. Oh, no. I will sleep over working out. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. if I don't sleep and then I go to the gym, I'm exhausted. I get run down. I get sick. I get overly hungry because I haven't slept, which is going to make me hungry. Then I work out on top of it, which is like adding insult to injury. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. eat too much and I'm just a monster. No, I sleep
1: sick. How about you? No, I like to stay up. I find projects. I can find about 16 projects about 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I know I've got problems, but I'm working on it.
0: Okay, this is perfect. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be me or you want to be James? <laughs> oh, I think goodness. we can end right here. Let's end right there. Let's end right there, of course. Well, are you done,
2: done me and you bet I felt it. I tried to beat you, but you're so hot that I melted. I fell right through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back before the cool be it my best, and that's gonna stop me, but divine intervention. I reckon it's again my
0: turn to Are you ready? I'm so ready. Here's what I wanna talk about today. Here's what's on my mind. I don't know why I bother to take these notes. I think it makes me feel official. It's like a little safety net, my notes. I agree. Yeah. So here's what's on my mind. Okay. Living in the present. Ooh, tough one. God, it is, right? Mm-hmm. Why is that? What is so hard about that? Why is That's that so question. hard? Is it because we're afraid that if we're in the present moment, that we're going to have to actually feel the things that are going on, and we're so busy being numbed out or distracted? Is that? But the reason, the reason, well, I'll get back to that. The reason I bring this up is because uh, Caesar Milan mm-hmm. has been working with uh, one of my dogs, Richard. Right? Why is that funny? <laughs>
1: I just like, I love human names on dogs. Richard.
0: I might have a picture of Richard that I'll pull up for you in a bit. So, you should remember working with Richard. Richard is uh, a chihuahua, yeah? And um, he's a rescue dog. And the little bastard is just vicious. Like, people can't walk in the house without Richard just losing his mind. Mm. I mean, I've had the same housekeeper for three years. Actually, five years I've had my housekeeper. But Richard has only been there for a couple of years. And this poor housekeeper, she comes twice a week, and Richard follows her up and down the stairs. All day long. If you walked in the house, he'd be like, it's just, I mean, there are times when Richard even bites me. And so he's just like, you know what? I've decided that I am furious today. It, it's like, it's, you know, and with kids coming in the house, it's going to be a problem. Like, I don't want, you know, the, the toddler dropping a Cheerio and the Chihuahua biting her Mm -hmm. so Caesar came in and it was really interesting he started talking he was working with Richard and he was telling me that Richard has uh like a very sensitive issue with his backside his rear end and and I was like well why and he goes I don't know could have been you know who knows so so the vet could have stuck a thermometer in his butt and it could have made him mad it could have you know who knows somebody could have done something to him and who knows who cares And, I, you know, for me, I'm always so busy looking at why Why? is somebody behaving in the way they're behaving so that I can help them become aware of when they're historically charged. So, you know, Caesar's like, I don't know. I can't ask the dog why. I can't go back and go, why is your butt sensitive for you? He's like, I just need to teach that dog that in the present moment he's safe and there's no problem with him getting hurt or, you know, he's retraining – Richard, to be in the present and to recognize that he's safe, which is just such a foreign concept for me. And with people, the other day, right, my friend Mel, we go to the supermarket and this woman uses a plastic bag for her groceries. My friend is like, she's very serious about, you know, her causes and she's one of those. Like, I love her to death. She makes the world a better place, without a doubt. But she is, you know, she is, like, vegan. <laughs> she wears pleather and not leather. It, you know what I'm saying? Did she like, take the woman down for using well, the plastic she bag? she was furious. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, there are times when I forget my burlap mm-hmm. grocery bag. There are times I've been guilty of that. Uh, and I mean, Mel was for an hour. How, what is wrong with her? And finally I was like, honey, okay, <laughs> this is not really about the bag. So this is not this can't this reaction can is too strong to be about the plastic bag. Right. So what in the hell is really going on? Like, what's going on for you when the lady uses the plastic bag? And she said, you know, uh, she's just so inconsiderate. She's so inconsiderate. She's not thinking about any of us, she's so selfish. And you know what about the rest of us? What about the rest of the planet? What about how we feel? What about what we want? And I was like, all right. I'm like, okay, buddy. where you know? So do you feel this way a lot? And she's like, well, yeah. I mean, every day I see things like that. And I'm like, uh-huh. And how many years have you been experiencing this feeling? And she's like, you know, and it goes all, the way, you know, she goes all the way back to her childhood. You know, her father was an inconsiderate, selfish ass who never, ever thought about his family or what they needed or what they wanted. And so she continues to play out this pattern and this dynamic in her everyday life. So she's gonna see and find scenarios. To match that. To match her story and her internal dialogue of childhood of, like, people are inconsiderate. They don't care about her or her needs or the world and their needs. And while I get it, it's like, okay, the woman used a plastic bag. We don't know what was going on with her that day. Or, you know, maybe she's going to recycle the plastic bag. I've done that before. While I get it, you know, I was like, buddy, this is, you know, I get you're pissed about the bag, but this is historical. You're having this giant emotional response because of you know your background of feeling inconsiderate and this has become your story and now you're constantly looking for experiences that validate your internal dialogue and your story because change is really hard but if you can become aware of the fact that it isn't really about this woman it really is about your dad and that who knows what she's going through and in the moment If you can stop and say, you know, this isn't about her. This is about my childhood stuff. I'm being the change I want to see in the world and really focus on that solution and start emphasizing the positive aspects of people around you. Mm -hmm. It'll help you. But for me, it's so much about looking into the past and then, of course, looking towards the future. What do we want? Setting our goals. What are our goals? Get that vision board out. So you're always living in the past or the future. And while I think that it's so important that you do live in both of those worlds, and you incorporate both of those things because we grow from past experiences. We learn from the past, right? Mm -hmm. We learn from it. Like, we don't want it to define us, but I think it's really important that we learn from our past. And I think it's really important that we plan for our future, even though you you can plan as much as you want, but the key is obviously to be prepared because life's going to go in whatever direction it's going to go. But that whole concept of just, for Caesar, it's all about the present. It's all about in the moment, what can we do right now? How can we change our behavior in this moment? How can we let the past go and drop that story of my dad was a jerk, so everybody's a jerk. And I called my friend and I was like, okay, the next time you're at the supermarket, here's what you're gonna do. I want you to look for everybody with the burlap bag. And then I want you to be elated that all those people are making the shift, are more green. I want you to live differently today don't get mired down in the fact that your dad was an a-hole or that people are inconsiderate or that the world can be a dark and bitter place. Instead, right in that moment, you go and you look for the positive in the world. Look for the people that are like-minded, for the people that are doing uh, you know, their best to change. What are the behaviors that you can incorporate now to live your life a little differently, to be happier in the moment? And how can that help change who you are and your story and your level of happiness?
1: <laughs> huh? No, I like I I, I loved I love the fact that Caesar said to you, "I don't care what happened to him." He didn't. He doesn't. He's like, what? Do I, who cares? I don't know. That's the dog. Like, that, yeah. Well, that's but that's with substance abuse or or or, or overeating. Why? Why am I? Why am I all drinking? Why am I doing drugs? Why am I eating? Why am I eating?
0: Why don't I love myself enough?
1: Yeah. yeah. And so we're then. Then we search back there. But it's true because because we can't control the past and we can't really control the future. But we can kind of control what's going on today. Yeah. So, but we don't want to. We don't want to. That means we have to be responsible. That's so it's exactly. Better to, it. It's better to live over there. Yes. And back there because it's like, well I, well, I couldn't. Yeah, it wasn't my. You know, I'm a, I'm a victim
0: of the past. a Victim
1: of the past, and things ain't just ain't going to work out. You're right. So it's, it's a very.
0: But in the present tense, you now, there's no one victimizing you right now. There's no one right this <laughs> imposing that story on yeah. you right this minute. So guess who it falls on to make these choices? You. Yeah. Who it falls on, like whether it's going to bother you, whether you're going to continue to be destructive. And although my friend has her little bag, great, but she's allowing this experience to ruin her entire day. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I think it's so hard to be in the present because now you have to take responsibility. And people are afraid to take responsibility because they don't feel capable of being able to be that change or make those changes or be different. But the truth of the matter is you might not be able to right away. You might not be able to run for five minutes straight or to emphasize all positive or you might not be able to do that. But you work at it. Mm -hmm. You practice it. You cultivate your ability to do those things. So just be prepared that it's going to be hard. And you're going to go in and out of it. But I just think, you know what? If you want to make real change in your life, it's great to understand why you do what you do. And it's great to have a plan for the future. But ask yourself this, what are you going to do differently right now to help yourself be better, have a better life,
1: live better? What are you going to do? How are you going to see the world differently? Well, I'm certainly going to bring a burlap sack to the grocery store. Oh I don't, my God. Want to run into, you don't want to run into you and your friends. No, not me. Well, me, yeah, no, I might be. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, environmentally keen, too. Yeah, no, I know you are. I'm keen. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> see my cup? No plastic bottles around That's here. That's right. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. I'm ready for another segment.
2: You love love.
1: Caller 911 time, and we have Kelly from St. Louis, Missouri, waiting to talk to you. Hey, Kelly, what's going on? Um,
2: not much. Um, I just have a little problem that I'm sure many people have, and I'm sure you've heard a million times, but, um, I tend to be, like, a binge eater, and anytime, even if I'm not bored or stressed or anything, I just, like, go and grab a bag of chips and just, like literally nonstop. It's like a
0: hip, like I'm like under
2: hypnosis. It's just like, mm. I just eat. Yeah. I so know how she feels.
0: I know. Oh, I know. I do too. I do too. Um, okay, honey, tell me something. Um, so are you struggling with weight as well? Or is this just, because by the way, you don't have to be overweight to do this. Uh, but is, is it also a weight question? And you're, you're, you're having trouble losing weight because you're eating uh, constantly, mindlessly.
2: Um, I don't really have a weight problem. Like, I mean, I, I have like vanity pounds that I could lose, but like I'm training for a half marathon, so I work out like a lot, like five times a week. So I don't know if that if that makes me hungry more or what. Yeah. But no, it's not. I guess it could be adding to my weight. Like, it, I could be not losing the vanity pounds because I'm binge eating, or
0: I don't uh, know. When you say binge eating. Are you literally binging or are you just picking throughout the day or is it both?
2: Um, I would say it's, it's more, of, I don't know, like I feel like hungry and then I'll go like grab a bag of chips and then like my mind will just like disappear and I'll just keep eating. I don't yeah. know what I'm trying to like fill with that or I don't know.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. Well, first of all, you know, you are training for a half marathon and you don't. Have a ton of weight to lose, as you're saying. So, it, the the physicality of this is that your your body is probably going to want you to eat. So, with, with that said, your body's probably going, "Oh my god, we're training all the time, and I'm not eating that much." So, what I want you to start doing is looking for cues of whether or not your body is hungry when you go to eat. And this is something you should do no matter what. If you have weight to lose, if you're mindlessly eating, whatever it might be. Before you go to eat something, when is the last time I ate? Was it within the last two to three hours? Uh, Do I have physical signs of hunger in my stomach? Is my stomach growling? Do I feel lightheaded? Am I dizzy? Is my blood sugar low? Check for physical signs of hunger. If the answer is yes, then you're hungry. You're physically hungry. And then you should prepare a meal and sit down and consume it and make Eating a ritual, a healthy habit, not something that you do on the go, over the sink, which, my God, I've been guilty of. I can't even t-
2: people come it over to my house weight. and they're like,
0: why are you – why are you standing up over the sink? I'm like – and it's just from childhood. I stand over the sink and eat like a freak. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. I don't know why I do it. Or just years of being single. I don't know what it is. So I want you to sit- – Years of that, I want you to sit down and make a meal, a proper meal, so you're not grazing and picking and losing track of things and being mindless. Be mindful, enjoy the food, savor the food, celebrate the food, and feed your body. Now, if you're going for food and you go, you know what? No, I'm not hungry. I just ate something an hour ago. I have no physical signs of hunger. Ask yourself, take a little inventory what the hell is going on? So what is happening for you in that moment? Are you bored? Are you anxious? Are you sad? Are you mad? What are you trying to either, uh, distract yourself from or, and that's really what happens. It's like we kind of mindlessly eat because we're trying to sort of numb out from something when we are binge eating or, uh, you know, constantly emotionally eating, eating for whatever reason it might be. Do you find that you're doing a lot of that?
2: Um, I think so. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a nursing major, so, like, constantly studying. And I don't know. I guess it is, like, I guess it is from stress and emotions. And, like, I'm always in a constant state of high emotions. Yeah. So... I don't know. I guess it's from that, too, but it just, like, kind of, like, gets those endorphins up, and I'm just, like, I don't know. I've always, I've been a, I was a real fat kid, too, so I've always gone gone to food as just, like, I don't know. It makes me happy, and it reduces my stress level a little.
1: Hey, Kelly, is it, is it chips you're always, you know, porking down on? (laughs) (laughs) Because I know for me, it's, I'm craving the salt. Like, I'm wondering if you're really craving salt
2: say nine times out of ten it's chips but i mean even in like i like eat in like a cafeteria at my school and like i've had people tell me or i've overheard people be like whoa she eats a lot just like because i don't know i just like (laughs) keep going to the food and it's weird because that it's a miracle that i'm not that i am not morbidly obese but
0: well you're okay it sounds to me though sweetie i don't hear you know if you're eating a lot you're training a lot Yeah, so like if you said to me, you know, I eat every hour on the hour. I just go grab food and I don't think about it. Like if you said, you know, but you do talk about emotions. So here's what I'm going to tell you. I want you to run that test, okay, where you check for physical signs of hunger. If you are not physically hungry, I want you to identify the emotion that's going on for you in the moment. And then I want you to create a series of behaviors that you can turn to that are not food related. So it could be calling a buddy. It could be going for a run. It could be engaging in a hobby that you love to do. So, you know, for me, it's like, I like to walk on the beach and I I go and I hunt for sea glass now. And that's like, it distracts me. It becomes my mindless thing. My thing that I can do that gets me out of my, my drama and my anxiety, or, you know, I'll go for a ride on my horse or I'll take a hike with my dog, but I get Out in a way and I burn off that energy and I process it in a way that's life affirming and not destructive so that's what I want you to do I want you to take that emotional inventory determine if it's physical hunger or an emotional issue if it's an emotional issue identify the emotional issue and then have that list of things you can turn to that are productive versus destructive to make you feel nurtured and to utilize as an outlet for these feelings and But yeah, I think I get. I'm getting the feeling, and so is Janice that this is just you're training a lot. Like you're hungry, you you know. You're hungry. Yeah, you're probably sweaty. You're training for a half marathon. You're probably sweating, which is why you'd probably want salt. Your electrolytes might be slightly imbalanced. Um, Oh God,
1: I I love the salt and vinegar chips. I'm like killing. I can mow down a whole bag. Just (laughs) Which ones are you eating? Oh, Miss Vicky's. No, eat pop chips are way better Yeah, but th- I understand I get Spikies
0: it are fried They're loaded with calories Yeah, pop but chips they sure
1: taste good
0: but salt. salt Jesus Alright You follow me, kid? <laughs> I, I,
2: think, I think I got
0: it Alright, buddy <laughs>
1: Have a great day Okay, we gotta go
0: go through this every time.
1: No, I don't go, you, you go through it every time. Every time. You've got, you've got issues. You have issues. You're always I, so ready to go. No, I think you have issues saying goodbye. I think you're one of those, you're like the Von Trapp family. It's like finally, get the little kid up to bed. Go to bed. Goodbye. Good night, little easel or whatever your name is. Who's go he, to bed. Who's, who's Von Trapp? Oh, sweet God. We've gone through the, the, the sound of music. Oh, I told you I didn't watch that. Oh, my God. Would you watch it It's pop culture history? The little kid History else. is the word you're talking about. Oh, you know. know
0: what? History. <laughs>
1: I'll like sing. ancient history. I'll sing it again if you don't say so goodbye. Okay, goodbye, everyone.